0: Some of you um, will be aware that I've been on jury service for the last week and I have uh, another week uh, coming up. Uh, And during this week that I've just had, myself and the other jurors commented to each other how tiring it was just sitting there being sat down, not actually physically engaging in exercise at all, but sitting there concentrating and how, although we had gone home and not discussed it or anything, it it would play on our minds uh, overnight. So, on one or two nights, although I headed to bed earlier than I otherwise might have uh, I found I, I still needed to, to try and wind down a little bit and, uh, and so I, I picked up my phone from beside the bed Emmeline was still downstairs but I picked up my phone and plugged my headphones in and watched a bit of telly on iPlayer I thought that might just chill me out a little bit different thoughts in there from the case that I was listening to And, and, and just clear my head before going to sleep and a program that I saw one night was about the RNLI, the Royal National Lifeboat Institute and I've later reflected that as it talked of risk and of the hope of a positive outcome it, it actually reflected elements that were going on in the court case the, the, there, was, there was risk in the decision of the person to, to bring the case and there was hope of a positive outcome that justice would be done and the, uh, the right thing would happen In our passage today, Paul too is talking of his hopes for him and for others. He's going and being with the Jews and those that he describes as under the law and those who are not under the law. He's being with Jew and Gentile, all sorts of different people because he wants them to have a positive outcome. He wants them to be part of the race, too, that he is competing in. The race where it's a crown that will last that is the prize. It's a prize that, although in a, a normal athletics thing you only have one winner, here we can have multiple winners. We can win a wonderful prize. And he wants them to be in that race too. But as he has that hope, there's an element of danger. As he puts himself into those groups, he is taking a risk. As he tries to share the faith, it might not always be well received. Paul is Jewish in his heritage. So his line about becoming like a Jew. It's quite interesting isn't it? I'm like a Jew. But having come to Christ he is now a free man. He has a personal relationship with the Lord. And need not have a priest offer sacrifice for his sins. He's travelled a long way from the days he himself persecuted believers. He's travelled a long way, not just physically to the lands where he's meeting new people, but travelled on a journey of faith. Although Paul knows he is free from the laws which would require offerings or a strict kosher diet that would require ritual cleansing, that would require the gathering for prayer at certain times, Paul would still attend the synagogue and fit in with what would be a minority Jewish population. And in doing so, he would face possible racist abuse from those others in the community. From those that had anti-Semite attitudes from within the Gentile towns. And at the same time, by going into the synagogue, by pushing that door open and going in, He opens the door for those synagogue authorities to have discipline over him, to punish him, to beat him for preaching the gospel which they would see as heretical. He is willing to put himself out there with both sides. Paul, however, need not preach. He need not try to win people for Christ. He is a free man. He knows that he's free of his sins. Why doesn't he just relax now? He's free to do as he chooses. Free to satisfy himself in different ways. But what progress, what satisfaction would he have had if he did not share his faith? Where would the first century church have gone if, after his road to Damascus experience, Paul had not become an apostle to the Gentiles, but simply had chose to stop persecuting the believers and spent the rest of his time making tents in that city following his profession rather than listening to the call that had come upon his life freed from all sin Paul describes himself as a slave for all people he must serve them by serving God and so proclaims the good news going to each town, to each city, to each village and saying what he knows coming alongside people whatever their background getting in with that community in a way that he would be listened to living a way of life similar to theirs he doesn't insist things are done in a particularly Jewish way to those that are not Jews. Nor does he really come against those that are saying that you have to live a certain way. He comes to them and behaves gently, sharing the good news Telling the true story of how they are loved by God. And Christians in the world today, over 2,000 years later, need to make similar choices. It's no use being isolated from others, only having friends and contacts who are Christians, only meeting up with people. Who are the same as ourselves. But we also need to ensure that we interact with others. And when we interact with those around us. We do not lose sight of who we are. People of faith. Forgiven and free. But freed to be God's people. Who live his way. Who redirect their lives such that his purpose is seen. Paul's letter to the Corinthians makes clear that we are to live in our communities in a way that we connect with that community. And so we walk alongside individuals as we share our story of faith. And that will be the sort of thing that we'll be exploring next weekend as the team from OM come. Being faithful believers, being people who know our story and are ready to tell our story. The story of how we are loved and forgiven, and how we have a hope that goes beyond what we experience in our normal day to day life. So, I do hope you will be coming to the workshops next Saturday as well as being here next Sunday morning. We have seen this morning the young people and their leaders and we've talked about the progression they've made being a year older and moving on and the 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 books that they get are a little bit more challenging as they go up through the years I'm not quite sure how much Josie at the moment will be reading that book that she got but in the years to come she will For there to be progress in us. For us to grow in faith. For us to grow as a church in faith and in numbers. For the kingdom to grow in a community. It means that we must have that relationship that continues to develop. Just as we're exploring how those young people grow and develop. And Paul equates that to being an athlete in training I don't know how many of you feel like athletes this morning you know is that the the thought yes I'm ready for the race as you spring out of bed is that it maybe not um I don't think that's quite where I was when I woke up at about half six seven um but you could equally equate it um to somebody learning an instrument before doing the a music grade or a student studying uh, doing their uh for their end of term exams. Or maybe a, a contestant on Bake Off or MasterChef that tries the recipe at home before being filmed and maybe still getting it wrong. Those people need to practice. They need the regular exercise, the, the, the structure, the drill of doing it and it's not just once it's day after day after day the student needs to pore over the textbooks and discover what they need to learn the musician needs to develop the um, the muscles the, the muscle knowledge the muscle memory in their fingers and be ready to play. It would not be good for those people if they sat on a sofa all day, every day, only ever watching quiz shows and eating pot noodle. That would not help their diet, it wouldn't help them compete in the race, it would not it wouldn't it wouldn't move them forward. Are you disciplined to keep working on your faith? To see progress in your life? Do you exercise it in your prayer of life? And in your personal study of the scriptures? Do you get into that daily routine? Maybe not springing out of bed. But taking time to set aside to say yes I'm going to do this yes I'm going to come before the Lord I'm in training for that I imagine many of us read something each day but I wonder do you read the Bible for the same amount of time as you read a newspaper or a magazine or a novel To be progressing as a church, as individuals, it requires each of us to be taking that exercise, that spiritual exercise, and building it and growing it. I am um, back at the start of the summer. Um, I thought I would, uh, I would maybe do a bit of running. It was back about May June time, and I, I got the the app on my phone, which is Couch to Five K, and it, it it gives you, it, it talks to you. I shove my headphones in. I got a set of lovely Bluetooth headphones that I can put in there, so there's no cable connected to the phone. And uh, and so I I go out on day one. I found day one dead easy. You know and that was great. And I did the the bit of run. And the idea is you build up slowly. And that's it with most things. You, you if you're practicing, you don't go straight for the highest level music exam if you've not handled the instrument before. So so I started with that, and then. Um, two days later I, I did the second run because it tells you to take a break in between and then I, I did the, the third run and uh, and so on I went on to the second week and then into the third week and each, each run was a little bit more challenging um, but then something happened I can't remember if it was the hot weather or, or, or just the busyness of life, but I I stopped. I have to confess, I, I stopped. Uh, so so uh, I was doing about three and a half k, um, in the about twenty five minutes, and I, I had improved, but I, I stopped doing it. Um, and then having been away on holiday. I came back and, and last week I, I thought, you know I had a little bit of time and I thought we'll have to take the dog out for a walk anyway and it's not too hot to take the dog out for a walk in the middle of the day now so I'll, I'll take the dog and we'll go for a run and I thought you know I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that I don't just pick up the next run I'll go back to the beginning and sometimes we have to do that, don't we? We have to go back to the beginning and start again and say, I'm going to start my exercise. So I uh, I looked at the app and I thought, well, I won't do the first one. The first one was way too easy. I'll, I'll do the second one. And I, I set it to go and uh, put my running soundtrack on and my headphones and it... And it coaches you as you're doing it it says run for a minute and you're nearly there keep going great work how does she know that I've been doing great work you know I could just be lying on the bed actually great work yes um, and halfway around I'm going you know I must have put the wrong track on I must have put the wrong running thing I thought, oh, not this bad. But actually it turns out, no, I had put week one, run two on. You know, and I thought, you know, I've let it go. And that's it with our devotions too. If we let it go, we lose something. If we put our, our daily notes aside... if we're not spending our personal time in prayer then we lose something we lose some of that relationship some of that strength some of that ability of being who we are you have to be like that athlete that Paul speaks of maybe not physically running but having that relationship Having that seeking and hoping and longing to do the right thing, to keep it going. You know, that song that we sang when the young people were still in here keep on going, keep on growing. That's what we have to do. That's what Paul did. He kept going, he faced challenges. Great struggles. He gets beaten. He gets put in prison. But he keeps going and continually prepares himself faithfully with a heart that longs to share the faith. That is his progress. in that program i watched the other night saving lives at sea the commitment of the lifeboat men and women was clear it featured uh, boats from around britain and ireland but one of them uh, was based at brighton and uh, it's based near the marina and the the crew Uh, went out to a shout and it was strong winds and and they don't have a big bowl you know I think it's one of these rigid inflatables you know it's open top looks a bit like a rubber dinghy sort of thing with a motor on the back and a couple of motors on the back and they go out bouncing along through these waves to a yacht uh, that's in uh, trouble just off the coast and uh, they get there but they're fighting a losing battle the wind and the waves are against them and they get somebody one of their men onto the front of the yacht and the rope on there and then the rope comes off and uh, they get the rope back on but they they just can't pull the yacht, they're not strong enough themselves and uh, the boat gets called out of Shoreham which is a much bigger boat and it comes and it tows the yacht into the marina at Brighton and later back in the port the Brighton crew confessed to the camera that they thought they might lose their own boat and they also thought that some of them might die they said I've never been in that situation before but I really thought one of us was going to die. But yet, despite the fact they said that, they said they'd do it again. They would try and do what was needed, even when what was needed was beyond what they could do. We might feel weak. We might feel I'm not able to do that. I don't have the strength, I don't have the words. How can I be sure of how to give our testimony? We do it by practicing. By learning, by growing, by having a strength of faith from our daily studies. By being in training and going through the routines and thinking about it over and over again. But what's more, we're not doing it alone. the Holy Spirit can come and strengthen us and give that extra support can give us the words to speak can help us engage in our actions we can see lives saved in a different way we can see hope restored we can see real progress in our church and in our community where we live. But first, we have to be on the scene. We have to have done the training. We have to be coming alongside people. We have to be engaging. We have to be ready and willing to be used by the Lord. And I hope that you can commit to that. We gave promises earlier about praying for the young people and their leaders, giving them the support we've made a commitment may we live up to that commitment and may we see real progress in this place Amen